following is a Gutterball special presentation. All right, here we are, Brad. Ha- hey, Brad, how hey, are you? Adam, or Seth, as the case may be. How's it going? It's good. It's it's terrible. What am I talking about? I'm not just going to give you a platitude. It's awful. What's 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 so what's so uh, wrong over there in Seth world? Uh, my daughter. You might know her. Her name is Jules. Yeah. Resorts to tears when she has to go to basketball practice. She doesn't like basketball practice, I guess. Begged us to sign her up. And then, nip. Well, so you're the coach, right? Well, I was the coach. I wasn't the the coach coach, anymore. I wasn't the coach for two years. And then I coached for two years. And now, like, you know, we're way beyond that because that was, you know, like middle school years. Now it's high school times. So so this is the fifth year of her basketball. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. And you're not and the coach. No, of course not. I'm not good. When did she beg you to sign her up? Five D- years ago or this year? During the summer, this year. Okay. All right. Well. Want to get okay. better. Want to get better because I'm going to try out for the ninth grade team. Now, this is my daughter we're talking about. You might know her. Her name is Jules. Okay, yes. Well, I'm not sure I have a recent update on her basketball playing. I know that there was some maybe incidents in the past. She's been getting better and better. She's a really good basketball player. Okay. I don't really give a fuck what she does. And, uh, you know, every time. So there's this, uh, like, pre-pro. You might know that. It's a thing that we've done unsuccessfully. Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally. Come on. If you've listened to this podcast, you know we're not, you know, preparation isn't high on our list of things. Minimal at best. Yeah. But But occasionally uh, a little does sneak in there. A little bit. We even had a little bit today, believe it or not. A little bit. You'll, you'll, yes, at the end of the episode, you can judge whether or not it paid off. (laughs) But anyway, no good, um, you know. You pay for the practices to get better, to try out for the... Because she's in high school now. Right. And that's a real... That's the real shit. And she could make that team, and she wanted to get better. But instead, it's just tears and sobbing, and every so, time she's got to go to the practice. So you have... So so she... So she has not tried out for the team yet. It but there's like practices before that. That doesn't happen till like, well, there aren't practices before that. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. She signed up to some other type of thing. Yes. A, to a help paid, her get better. A paid practice scenario two times right. a week so that she could be ready for trying out for the right. you know, high school basketball team, which would be like, I think there's at least two different teams uh, there's a JV team and a varsity team. There might be a ninth grade team. There might be three, but there might only be two. Whatever. She's good, so she could do it. But yeah. So, so this practice. So I'm just. So I'm gonna. Before I, you know, we ultimately get to the crux of the matter here. Sure. I'm, I'm just curious about this practice a little more. So this All is right. like. So so this is <clears> like <throat> she signs up. It's kind of like a clinic or something. That's correct. It's extracurricular, if you will. But it's still right. with through the school district. That's not correct. That's no. not correct. Okay. It's extra. It's 
Right. Okay, extra sure. shit. Well, when I think of extracurricular for whatever reason, even though I guess extracurricular could be anything you do extra, I don't know why. I had I had kind of a bias to that term to mean like something you maybe do with school because it's extracurricular. Oh, maybe like, that's like eating right. Eating Taco Bell tonight isn't extracurricular, right? Mm-hmm. But like, okay. if I, if there was a taco mm-hmm. club at school that got together to eat tacos every Tuesday, that who would be extracurricular. Who wouldn't? The but I fuck sign up I for that. It, yeah. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not in any way associated with school. Right. It's an extra thing so that she could be prepared to try out for. The ninth grade right. or JVT. Okay. So you already sunk the money on this. Gone. So I could see now why you're like, you got to stick with it. Yeah, but I wasn't. May, except at the same time, all it's almost like, I, so my initial reaction is like, who cares? It's one less thing you got to worry about. Well, Going and, to the know, games, driving her to practice for something she doesn't even want to do. But she said she wanted to do it. Well, she said, but that's before she started high school. She was, for all intents and purposes, a middle schooler at that point. Once she started high school, it was like a whole new world opened up for her. She suddenly realizes the whole social order, the social dynamic, the things she wants to do, the things she, like, you know, her niche that she's falling into to try to at least belong in some weird way has suddenly changed. Maybe that's bad. Maybe I don't know. Do you ever go out of your comfort zone and hang out with people that have different interests than you? No. Is- no. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> but are you saying that's a bad thing to like experience different points of view? And that's not even that different. Well, I don't She's feel been like playing basketball for 5 years, exactly. motherfucker. Exactly. So all the more reason that I think it's okay like She's, if anything, she has experienced a new point of view now that's changed her worldview. She's grown as a person very quickly in these first few weeks of high school. I will offer a counterpoint to that. The counterpoint is that the four years that she spent playing basketball were non-competitive. So it's house league. There's a bunch of these, like, bullshit, like... This league, that league, AAU and Travel League, right? So she spent four years playing like the quote-unquote non-competitive league where everybody has to play a certain amount of time. That's what I coached. And it was like, this is the worst. Like, put the (laughs) shitty people on the bench, man. Put the good people in the game. But no, everybody has to play two quarters. Meanwhile... That sucked because sometimes I had to take my daughter out. You might know her. Her name is Jules. Right. I had to take her out, and she was the best player on the team, and it's like, oh, this fucking sucks because i got to play this other person, and they're not good. Now we're going to get behind by 10 points. So So does she offer – like, what's her explanation for not wanting to go? Does she she articulate anything? Yes. Can I tell you what it is? Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's hear this. Do you think, well, if you think you can just, say hey, on air. Just, I, I can. I can. If you can shut up for a second, it hurts when I run. Do you know well, what they called that back in my day, Brad? No pain, no gain. I played soccer for four years, and we had to do 12 laps around the soccer field, which equated to like three miles. Right. 
and you felt like you were going to die because of how much pain you were in. Right. But if you're going to play soccer, you better be physically fit. Sure. So is that are, is that the type of pain she's complaining about? It's it's that and it's also like anxiety pain. Right. Because her best friend didn't sign up to do the practice with her. So she's there with people she doesn't know. Gotcha. So it's like um it's a complicated the, case. Yes, from lots my of ins, point of lots, lots of outs. Of, exactly. Lots of threads in the old Sether's head and like basically when it comes down to it she's experiencing social anxiety. Uh her friend was like she wanted her friend to sign up who she's been playing basketball with for the last three years and she's been friends with for, you know, like eight years. She didn't do it. So now she's with a bunch of strangers. But mm -hmm. is it about that or is it about getting better at a thing and like dedicating yourself to getting better at a thing? My point, though, is like if it sucks that bad and you don't like it. Like, don't resort to tears and sobbing, you know? Right. There's a well, better no, way to handle sure. that. That's for sure. Especially after, like, you know, please, can I do this? I got to get practice. I got to, right, like, right. get better before I try out for the ninth grade team. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, God damn it. Now all that money's down the drain and you gave up because your friend yeah. wasn't there. And so, like, what's the better move as a parent to be like, no, you need to, like, commit. You committed. You need to stay with this commitment. Or, like, every time the practice is coming up and there's tears and sobbing, it's like, do I, do I want to be such a like, ogre about it? Or do I just say, well, no, you fucked up. I'll just take it out of your savings account. I'll, you know, you know retroactively, like, just – take money from your account you went mm -hmm. to five practices out of whatever 12 and i'll just take that money from you i'll show it to you first and then take it from you what do you do there what's the best course of action nothing has happened yet i don't know what to do well this is a good uh you're a smart man maybe our our listeners could write in please do in maybe six months from now when this episode finally airs <laughs> Be too but, late by then, but go ahead, do it anyway. Do it anyway. What, what were you going to, how, how do you frame this, Brad? All right, so I have several, so in my mind, there's several different concerns. Okay. And I'll try to address them here. All right. Separately. First I'll is. I'll shut the fuck up. The behavior of the crying and sobbing, which, you know, I am somewhat of a. You're a softy in the sense that, like, I can understand you're 14 it's a difficult time you're you know like that kind of stuff is going to happen probably no matter what it happens all the time right and you know it's hard to judge what is just well this is just something that's happening and i'm going to acknowledge it's happening and then it will be done and it will be done versus like this is an excessive amount this is being used as a strategy to affect outcomes you know what I mean? This is a behavior. Oh, I do know what that you has mean. a function versus this is just an uncontrollable reaction, involuntary. 
Right. I think you're in an, a unique position to judge on this. Yeah. So, you know, and again, it's hard to say without being there and seeing it, right? Which it is, you know, it, how much it is of what, right? And how does it escalate to that point? Is it just that out of the gate? You know, is it more like you threaten to say, okay, you've calmly expressed to me that you don't want to go, but I'm saying you have to go. And then from the stress of that, the tears start, you know, it's really hard. There was no calmly expressing anything. The tears were just there. Yeah. I arrived at the home and it was like uncontrollable. Well, did something happen before that? No like a discussion with your no, wife or anything. No, just the basketball. Just, just that it happens the day well, I before. I mean, did she, did, was there already a discussion about the basketball earlier? No, no. So yeah, I mean, again, it's it's really hard to to judge, right? Like it doesn't make sense to let's say penalize that or try to like you know stop that behavior if it's not. Um, you know, if it's kind of an involuntary behavior. Now, granted, I will want, I want to stress that I'm not a behaviorist. And I'm probably, I know that I'm going against behaviorism dogma. Wait, you're not a behaviorist? I'm not. Fuck. But I'm, I'm from very familiar. I know some behaviorists. Okay. All and right. And I know, you know that many what behaviorists I'm saying is wrong. That, many behaviorists that you've spoken to have said this. Yes. Some behaviorists say, <laughs> I mean, granted, the behaviorists would probably say something in front of like, well, if you reward that behavior, it's going to continue. Of course. It's like right. cat food. You've met cat food. He's our sure. cat. He wants to eat. When he wants to eat, he screams his fucking face off until we like throw some like cat nuggets out on the floor and then he eats them. Mm hmm. And he knows that when I scream my face off, I get cat nuggets. Yep. But at the same time, a human being isn't an animal. I agree with that like, very, I don't very think much. Jules is a bright person. I think she understands what's kind of socially acceptable, and at least she will like grow into that. Like I don't think she's going to be twenty-one. She's fourteen. Crying like that to try to get her way. You know what I mean? I do, but I wouldn't have expected it at 14 either. Yeah. I, well, again, I think it's an, I don't think it's an intellectual, well, it's never an intellectual. I don't think it's a behavior driven thing. I think it's, it's an emotional issue. It's involuntary, though, I think. I disagree okay. completely with Well, that. you're there. You're witnessing it. I'm not. So yeah. I'll trust what you say at that point. Um, um, but damn it, that makes it complicated. It does, and, like, so I have two options. I can be, like, the giant ogre who says, No, you must go to basketball. Or I can just be, like, you know, whatever, man. And then, what, there's consequences that follow from that. Like, right. okay, no, you then can't do any other thing that involves any of the things that were... I don't even know. Like, what the fuck? Is she going to... So she already went to five practices. Yeah. Did she, like, have problems with those? Like, to express displeasure with having to go to those? Only when her mom picks her up. So afterwards. Or, or when her mom takes her. No, like... Oh, but it not with you. Not with me. It happens with her mom, and it happens the night before, as soon as any 
of the other shit is done the night before that's going to happen, aggressive crying happens. Oh, I don't want to go to a basketball tomorrow, like like 20 hours away. Mm-hmm. But with me, she gets out of practice and she's like, that was great. I learned spin moves. I was dribbling two basketballs at one time, and you had to dribble them behind your back and through your legs, and I was the only one that could do it. It was awesome. Mommy picks her up. Different story. So what the fuck? Mm. What the fuck? Mm. Yeah. It just keeps getting more and more complicated. That's why I think it's like manipulation, using emotions as a manipulatory device. Well, maybe... Again, she was more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she's more comfortable talking to her mom about not liking basketball. But to you, maybe she's afraid, you know, because you used to play basketball. Um, I bet you've like nurtured this in her. You were her coach for a while. Maybe she's not sure how to tell you. Like, she doesn't want to fucking do it, and she's trying to like pretend. I am, I and then a- she doesn't know what to do. So then it just comes out all of a sudden as this crying. I am acutely aware of that possibility. Trust me. Yeah. Um, she played basketball for two years. I was not her coach. And she started out like she was kind of the embarrassment on the team that like, oh, shit, I got to pass it to that person. And then she'd like skip around the court not knowing what to do. It was like a deer in the headlight situation. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, it's like, oh, shit, you made like three shots and you weren't embarrassing. And then the third year, I think it was the third year, I had to coach the team. And she was the best person on the team, one of the two best. And then the fourth year, I coached it again, and she was by far the best person on the team. And she was kicking ass. (sighs) And then, but between the third and fourth year... I was like, all right, I've had enough of that because, you know, basically I got to deal with you day in, day out and all your bullshit. And I just, I don't want to do it. Like you had a good coach the first two years and like you're having a good time. She begged me to coach the team. I was like, fine. I coached the team again and she was wonderful and she did a great job and was again the best player on the team. And then here we are, and it's like, I want to go to practices. I want to get better so I can try out for the ninth grade team or JV. And then here we are today. I don't know what to do about it. I don't really give a shit what she does, but just commit to something. And normally what we've done is like, all right, if you commit to something, you got to do it for a year or like whatever the commitment level is, whatever the timeline is for Mm -hmm. that particular thing. Like you got to do it. For that amount of time. And now here we are, and it's like, you have to make the trade-off. It's like, you know, as a parent, are you going to just, like, come down all, like, Thor's hammer on her? Boom! No, you do this! It's like, because that kind of sucks for you, you know? Sure. Just the tears of that. It's just not a way to do it. I don't think that serves anyone. No, it doesn't. So, like, but I had to pay... A lot of money well, for this that she was like, please, I got to practice so I could. Yeah. And then now, like, we're less than halfway through the practices and now that money's down the drain. So that's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. But So I don't know how to handle it. Well, is there, I mean, and maybe, you know, your wife should talk to her 
since she's already open to talking about it, sucking with her. Oh, she, no, the crying happens mostly with my wife. You might know her. Her name is Leslie. That's where she goes and gets the business. That's what I'm saying. It's manipulative, you know? It's like, okay, I'll walk through the room, then I'll go outside, and then I'll, like, break down in tears in front of mommy. Not that Leslie, you might know her, she's my wife, is, like, like, she's not susceptible to that. She's just, like... She's much more empathetic than I am. So it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, what's the best course of action here? Obviously not to force her to do all the shit that she hates. But, like, when did did she start hating it? Yeah. You know? I mean, I think... Weird. You know, and, you know, it's not... Like, this is like in a television sitcom, right? Eventually, there would be a heart-to-heart where you'd realize, you know, where there'd be a moment... Of you realizing as well as Jules realizing at the same time what the underlying issue is. Like, let's say it's the social anxiety. And then, you know, realizing that, well, I don't want to give up on this thing I have passionate about just because it's gotten kind of uncomfortable right now. And then you know, we'd I'm all be in this miraculous place. <laughs> right, right. But that, but like in reality, that don't that ever happen. <laughs> no, like that kind of conversation doesn't happen because, like, life is more complicated and feelings are so much more multifaceted that like i don't know even now at age 40 like i struggle to understand them yeah oh for sure let alone like being at 14 so and (sighs) and ben of the usa was gonna have his daughter sign up but then she never did so my daughter her name is jules you might know her signed up and then abby wasn't there so Mm -hmm. you know now it's like even more socially anxious because she doesn't know anybody, and uh, right. but you know, I don't know. Yeah, but like, so you know, when I was in college, I got a. I don't remember what the term is. Oh shit! Did we talk about this demerit? Did you get a demerit? No, I got like a a spot to like pledge a fraternity. What? <laughs> like a bid or something. Okay, I know exactly one fraternity story that involves you, and yes. I don't think it was you pledging. <laughs> no, no, no. I never pledged, right? But I got a thing saying, Because you like, blacked hey. out, like, after you drank, like, four pitchers of, like, Grape Monkey Boy or some shit. Yeah. Fuck, what? Kamikazes is what they were. Okay, comic. All right. Yeah, like four pitchers of kamikaze. Yeah. Kamikazes. I'm tall. I can drink as many as I want. Yeah. Well, they were 18 so hours later. With the amount of pitchers I drank, I got a. I'm going to call it a bid. I might. I feel like I'm using the wrong word, but there's a Wait, word. Wait, are you for serious? It. After that event, you got a bid? Yeah. Because they were like, this guy knows how to well, fucking party. I was talking to some people <laughs> there. I knew a handful of people there. I just knew from different oh facets God. of my life. I guess How they were is like, that? yeah, that guy's pretty cool. Let's Hey, 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 slow up. How did you know anybody that was in a fraternity? Because this was a very geeky fraternity. Oh, okay, that makes Granted, sense. this was not like, it was still a Greek society fraternity. It wasn't like Triangle. Say no more. Makes sense. But it was, I mean, there was still like um, illicit stuff going on in this fraternity house. 
Okay, there was illicit stuff going on on like the street on College yeah, Ave. So that's true. That ain't but saying I mean, much. I'm just saying it, this wasn't quite like while well, I'm saying a nerdy fraternity, this wasn't like lambda 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 at the same time, right? I would love to be in that fraternity. Well, actually, I kind of would too. That's my perfect fraternity. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, John Belushi's so I, I popping got, zits on people in the lunchroom. No, that's uh, a different one. Oh, is that? Oh, that's. Oh, shit. Yeah. I embarrassed myself. But anyway, the. Um, but I didn't do it, right? Why not? Well, because I was like, you know, hanging out with you and everyone else. And I was like, these guys are my friends. We hang out every night, every day. That would this have sucked group. if you would have gone away and hung out with some other assholes. Yeah, why do I want to go live in this other house somewhere and just hang out with these other people? The granted, nothing against them. They just weren't my crew that Brad, I already had. Brad, this comes back to something we were talking about earlier today offline. Nothing right. against them. Nothing against them. Yeah. Like, I think you misunderstood. Nothing against uh, them. It's them. Got it. But, but why would I? Yeah. I hear you. I got other awesome people to hang out with yeah you got to make your choices life comes down to a series of choices that's true but oh, i'm um, sorry i interrupt i, I interrupted what you say i'm yes sorry to is what you say no to right but i so ultimately yeah but i didn't do it but okay should i is that but was that just because like well my friends aren't doing it so i'm not gonna do it no i don't think so i like, think like that's why i did it i mean also it was just a whole different thing granted i could have done it Gotten my share of like you know, my share of the date rape pie. It would have been a small share <laughs> oh, though, shit. tiny share. Like you, you don't have those thousand yard stares. No, you know, and that close cropped haircut. Yeah, you know, and that that svelte body and that six or eight pack abs. Like I don't think that. Oh, I don't think it has anything to do with that shit. Well, but I granted, don't, like, okay. yes, no, I would not have probably, <laughs> hopefully would not have committed. <laughs> you wouldn't have, like, shoved a pill rapes. into some girl's drink and date rape. Oh, her. no, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I don't but, think But, I mean, so. I think there's there's so many other ways up to that, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just don't think you ever would have been in a position to even acknowledge, like, the possibility of joining a frat that would have that going on. How about no, that? No, you're right. You're correct. You're correct. It'd be like, you guys are fucking asshole douchebags. Yeah. And you would have been out. But I don't think that's why you said no to that. I don't think no, they were those why. kinds of people. No, that's not It was just people. like, again, it was a combination of like social uncomfortableness. Because isn't like like joining a frat or a sorority like, okay, I want to find some people to hang out with. I need some friends here. I'm in a new environment. But you didn't need that, right? Yeah, I didn't need it. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't know, like, there's also this kind of thing where, you know, again, like, even now I'd be like going back to the house and, you know, helping out, you know, the the youngins I, with things as a, as a wizened mentor, right? And like, I would have gotten help at the time. Like, you know, you, you enter into this little secret society of uh, cronyism. Isn't it's that hard. a big part of it? It is, and it's hard to imagine a more uncomfortable scenario than that. Yeah. I mean, it's true. So, I mean, maybe it's not a great analogy. 
But again, I don't. I already forgot what the analogy was about in the first place. <laughs> about your daughter not wanting to. How do, does that relate? <laughs> because she doesn't want to engage in this activity and become part of some team where her friends aren't at. And I'm kind of saying I can kind of understand that. Okay. But at the same time, she's so young, she doesn't know what the hell she wants. The right? Fuck does and she so that's know? The, the fuck does she know? Or even if she know? thinks she knows, she doesn't know because maybe. Who knows? Maybe she's going to play for, like, the freaking WNBA one day. You never know. If she sticks with this. But also, if she doesn't have the stick to... If also, if she doesn't have the passion to just be like, yeah, my friends aren't there, I don't want to do it, she probably will never get there anyway. That's Unless, what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So, so it probably doesn't matter. Unless this is just a small... It's a little hiccup bump. that we right. as parents have to overcome... But you never know which is a little hiccup and which is yeah. like the big fucking atomic bomb. So it's kind bomb. of like, I mean, maybe a deal could be like, look, I mean, how often are the practices? Once a week? Twice, Twice a week? Twice a week. They're on Wednesdays and Sundays. So we're talking about She's already missed one, practices. and now as of today, she's missed two, and you can only make up two. $600. So she's at, but but so I guess how many more weeks would she have to do it? Four weeks. Eight Four practices weeks. plus two makeups now, so that's ten practices. So really five weeks, kind of. It's four weeks, but you have to like. But she's going to have to do th- two of those weeks. She's going to have to do three, uh, three correct. sessions. Okay. Correct. That's so correct. So four weeks. Correct. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I could certainly see the case for saying you have to complete these. I know, and I've done that so many times with swimming, with karate, with ballet, and at the end with she's dance, like, "Thank God I got it done. I'm track never and fucking country, going back there." With with track just by itself, with lacrosse, like over and over again. But the one thing, like she like said that she liked, nope. And now tears and sobbing. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. Cello. And on and on. Like so much money and so much time. Cello? Yeah. She played cello for three years and just hated it. And then hated it eventually. My mom. No, 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 no. Like she would like it and then she would hate it. And then my mom, you might know her. Her name is Gigi, would like her friend Abby went to the same elementary school and then my mom would end up like walking them to school and then when she went and picked them up from school in like fourth or fifth grade would like carry both of their cellos back so awful so awful like over and over again it's just like I feel like fucking Charlie Brown with Lucy putting the football out there the fuck? Well, I think you know. I'm waiting for your wisdom. I Man, I don't. I uh, well, I don't. I really don't have that much wisdom. I'm just kind of grappling in the dark with you. How would you much. navigate the Strait of Malacca? I would. <laughs> oh, that was humorous to you, apparently. That was. Is that is that is that anywhere near Greece? No. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a very clever. Uh, <laughs> no, but there is a connection. A but there is a connection. Okay. Because if you're going to sit there and say that, like, ancient Greece had the corner on the market 
of nautical technology. You're fucking wrong, dude. Oh, I don't think they had the corner on the market. All right. But they did have nautical technology. Oh, they sure did. Which we will discuss today. This is why we're here. This is ultimately why we're here. But once we solve this basketball practice issue, we're going deep into the world of Greek, ancient Greek nautical technology. Agenty. A-G-N-T, pronounced agenty. That's how you pronounce it. In, yeah, agenty. Well, you know, you can't say a G and C without it rhyming with agenty. Shit, dog. You're right. So is that Just all we have to say about ancient Greek nautical technology? Oh, no, I have or do we have more, more to say? Oh, I got tons more. Tons more. What do you got? Why don't you start? I'm done like bad mouthing my daughter. You might know her name's Jules. Like I'm done with that. It's not bad mouthing her. I just had a little frustration there. You know, yeah. as being a parent, you get a little crazy a little bit, and it's fine. It's fine. <sighs> So why don't you lead Only off? Because the, oh god! If she truly has a a talent for this that's developed, I'd hate to see her throw it away so quickly. She does have a talent, and she's really good. But at the same time, I can also respect like she should be able to like not do things that she hates. I am on board with you with. Both of those scenarios. Like, it's hard for me to... Like, I want to say make her finish it, even though, like, I don't do shit that makes me uncomfortable all the time. I don't either, but... So I can kind of be like, well, why should we force her to do it? Like, this is why... This is why Because she's a child, Brad. Suck. Yeah, so we're going to make her do something that as an adult we would never fucking do. Okay, but I didn't make... Thank God I'm not a child. My dad's not making me do that. But I didn't make her do it. Right. And now I'm a shitty parent. Because it's like, no, you committed to it. Money was spent. You wanted to do it. You begged me to do it. And now, no. At the same time, if you make her do it, she'll just hate it more anyway. So what's the point? This is what I'm saying. What's the good way out? Oh, you can just use your emotions as a weapon. Well, she shouldn't be allowed to get away with that. Well, then so what, what's what what's the is, how do you, what's the like outcome? How so do you? So here's what's what the, I would think would happen, right? Like if she, so. So here's the hard line view. <laughs> From your point of be, view, your hard line view. I can't no, no, wait no, to no, hear no. this. From what I've seen with these behaviorists, right? Like if she's gonna come in with the tears and everything. Just be like, I'm not, we're not discussing it. Like, you're going if that's how you're going to act. Right? That was my initial point to of view. Talk to you calmly and rationally about it. Absolutely. Now, granted, but the problem is she's going to talk to you calmly and rationally. You're going to say, sorry, you still have to go. Right. Well, then what the fuck's the point? Like, right. Um, but, you know, so. Because here's the thing, Brad. Here's the thing. It's like, it hurts when I run. Well, that's not really a thing. You went to the doctor. It's like, oh, it was initially, I have asthma. Oh, I can't breathe. Doctor was like, not really. No, it's just anxiety because she doesn't want to go. Here's a right. inhaler, which I also think is bullshit. Like, why give her the inhaler, which you have to, like, monitor the number of, like, <gasps> things you have to do. But whatever. There's nothing there. And then, like, it's the... It hurts when I run and just, like, 
uncontrollable sobbing and tears and then like it's 605 she's got to be there at 6 it's obvious that we're not taking her because it's like fuck this shit it's actually more egregious to us to like try to continue this shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. just say fuck it and take the $600 bath and just say no never again and then all of a sudden like immediately oh we're all cool oh mommy what's this what's this oh dinner oh we're so happy and uh you know fuck it it's just like i learned a very valuable lesson and i I don't even know what to say it's like i lost a lot of money i i basically got run over by make her like a 14 with a prorated amount well that's what i was gonna ask that makes everyone happy she has she has to, savings it, account, and it's like okay, you went to what four or five out of the sixteen practices. You're just gonna oh, but here's the thing: how much of an asshole am I about this? Like, do I withdraw the money in cash, preferably in one dollar bills, and say here's the money, and then I present it to her? And then I say, I will take this, and now it's my money. The prorated amount, you know? Yeah, the prorated like the, amount. The, the two-thirds well, or whatever. Like, do I do that, or is that just like, you're being a shitty... Well, is your concern like, that she won't understand that the money is gone from her account because it's too abstract for her because she it's, never it's, sees it? She doesn't know how much is in it? Correct. Oh, she now knows. It's, now no, she, it's $400 she, less. Well, I don't care because I don't even know how much is in it. It's going to be almost all of her savings account, but like money just in general is abstract. What if in general, what if you didn't take it out of her savings account? Like, do you have rules for what she's allowed to use that money for? Because otherwise she probably would have spent it already, didn't she? Wouldn't we she don't have? have we don't have rules of what she can spend it like she can spend her money on whatever she wants but we have rules about how she can make the money so she has chores right right she can make 70 goddamn dollars a week doing the chores and if she doesn't she doesn't make the money and like the money goes into her savings account you know family members send her the money it goes into her savings account mm-hmm. but like you said it's very abstract so like, I wouldn't take it out of the savings account. Well, how would you do it? Savings then? is a good thing. I would say okay. So if she can make up to seventy bucks a week, I but would. But then do she just something. won't do the chores, Brad. She just no. won't do them anymore. Here's what you're gonna do. All right, you are gonna take half. You're gonna half her rate. She just won't do them. So then she just won't have any money. Right. So maybe that's all right in a way. She's still ultimately. Then it requires a very united front to say, well, no, you can't go out with your friends because. Yeah. And you have to be really committed to that. <laughs> See, I'm not a very committed father, so I'll just be like, I don't No, neither care. am I. Well, actually, I am. No, I think but you are. I, I have checks and balances. Are, I have checks but, and balances. But ultimately, I would say... In the grand you would scheme say, of things, you would say, I don't fucking think this do is it. Gonna Here's make some a money. Go ahead. You have a very bright daughter who has a bright future, no matter what you do here. And without a doubt, she's going to ha- continue to have a bumpy adolescence. I that's don't what care. People tend to Brad, have. this is about me, man. This is about if it, me. If this is just about you, just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. Let the money go. Your life will be easier. Oh, I already and did. All the way. Your life, like I started out, your life is just easier if she doesn't do basketball. 
You, again, think Dude, of all I already, the games you're going to have to like drive or two or go to or watch. I already let that go. And, I don't give a shit. Done, but like approach it a different way. God damn it. Like I thought you were a mature person. Me? No. You know? No. No? What do you I'm mean? I'm not no. a mature person in any way, shape, or form. It's a horrible, horrible thing. You don't deal with her day in, day out. She's a very mature person. But to like that's the most frustrating thing is to resort to like tears to get your yeah. way. That's what pisses – I don't care about the basketball or the money. Well, that's the issue. Ultimately, it's like you resort to tears and then throwing okay. your tears so at mommy. That's crazy. So here's the thing. If you don't care about the basketball but you don't, don't. want to do the tears, then she has to go until she stops the tears. Once she stops the tears, she doesn't have to go. She has to come up to you without oh. the tears. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's easy. That's very easy and good and very simple. Yeah. You're like Sling Blade. You're like uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade. There well, you no- simplified the equation by saying you don't care about the basketball. You only care about the tears. That's easy. Ain't you, no like, gas you, it's in It's a one-variable equation. That can be solved. It Turns was when we had all these like, other variables that it was, it was elusive. Unscrews the little thing on the top. Ain't no gas in it. <laughs> You're like uh, Sling Blade, dude. No, that's perfect. All right. Now, okay, but let let's get down into the weeds a little bit, Brad. Okay. So she missed one tonight. Mm-hmm. She missed another one a week ago for some other reasons that you wouldn't be aware of because you have two sons. Um, you're only allowed to make up two practices. So saying, all right, you come. I don't even know what you're saying, but we missed two practices. Yeah. Uh, well, that's where I, I don't even know. That was the failure. How, how that we, shouldn't have been, yeah. been allowed to happen. I mean, if okay. There well, were it tears. happened today because there was like the fir- the first one wasn't tears. It was another situation. There was sickness and the other thing. It's like right. all right, fuck it, fine. You get two absences. You can make them up, but you got to schedule them. And now today, now that's two, and now it's like oh, it's done. So please. Lay out your plan for me. So, well, that's already... hmm. See, that's already done, right? What's done? Well, okay, so today she did the tears and got her way. Right, which So that was a bad thing from a behavior standpoint. That shouldn't have happened. Horrible. I don't know that there's anything... That's just past. There's nothing you can do to try to fix that or take that back at this point. Let's, Let's move forward now. Going forward... And here's where, like, behaviorism on things that are, like, not animals I struggle with sometimes. Again, not being a behaviorist. Wait, you're not a behaviorist? No, I'm not. Fuck. Um, But I think you'd want to do something like, uh, I think let's go back to what I said before, right? Just be like, okay, you know, the waterworks come. Or even, you know, you can maybe even have a conversation with her tomorrow when maybe hopefully she's more calm and just be like, look. You can't get your way from doing this hysterics, right? Like hysterics isn't the right way to communicate. If you do that next time with the basketball or next time you don't want to do something, you're going to have to do it because you're using hysterics. We're not, that's not a valid way to communicate. We're not going to take your feelings and your, you know, your, your point of view we into, into um, account because like you're not communicating it to us with hysterics. Okay. Brad, so, let, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, again, hopefully then 
she can say calmly, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, are there other things she uses the waterworks for, too, or currently? Um, only things that she's obligated to do that require her to be out of the house. Yeah. So, not, I mean, so again, not in- too many things, Brad. Only like karate, um, ballet, um, track and field, cross country, lacrosse, basketball, dance. Not too many things. Not, not too, too many, many things. things. No. Are you Basically, fine with her quitting all those things? I hate everything about it. So if she wants to not do it, if she asks you calmly or talks to you without hysterics, talks to you in a calm, I would be perfectly manner, fine with that. You can be like, okay, you're talking to me calmly. You're explaining it to me in a rational way. Why? With the caveat. Rational isn't even the right word. It doesn't have to be rational. No, calm. It just has to be calm and, you know, measured. Right. And then it's like, okay. We can have the conversation. You told me you do not want to do this. It does not make it makes you unhappy. Fine, you don't have to do it. Now, what about like four practices into a twelve practice basketball season? You said you don't care about that. You only care about her using the waterworks. So that's this is the answer for that. Right. Okay. No, I agree with you. Good point. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, because it if is. If you care mani- about the practices, then it gets again. That's your right. Gets, no, there's, no, I don't give a shit. We're gonna go back to where we were. Right, but th- there was like, like months of like I really want to practice and get like extra shit in, but now I have to like pretend none of that happened and just live in the moment. Okay, it's yeah. not pretend that didn't happen. It's just like I don't know. The, we all the, make bad decisions. She's fourteen. The only thing that's real is what's happening right now. Let's forget about history like ancient greek nautical technology and pretend none of that happened well it's weird because, because otherwise we'd ancient- all be wandering around in dugout canoes brad oh the dugout canoes yeah but you but the ancient greeks they did have a lot of nautical technology that was kind of lost and then rediscovered it's so weird the way that shit happened well that happens in every fucking facet of life you know because the the zhao dynasty in ancient china lasted for 900 years now what do you think the possibility is that like united states of america is gonna last for 900 years i'd say four percent it's very i don't even know how to calculate that i would say it's a slim chance it's very easy to say, no, it's going to go on forever because we're living in it. Right. But maybe if we cry a lot, you know, it'll yeah. get to go on longer. Well, that is apparently some major candidate, major party candidate <laughs> strategy. Hey, don't, don't put too fine a point on it. This now, I will shit say goes... when this probably finally gets aired, the election will probably be done. So it's, we don't even need to go there. But the, this dugout canoe. Well, that's how they did shit. And they had to, xylons. They had to hug the shores, and they couldn't go too far away. Yeah, well, even in their larger boats, they tend to go that way. What do you mean their larger boats? Larger dugouts? Well, no, they had all sorts of boats that weren't just uh, that weren't that weren't just dugout canoes. Well, so a dugout canoe. Well, before we go too on too crazy, right? Let's just go stick with the dugout canoes. You wanted to talk about the Kingdom of Punt? The Kingdom of Punt. Punt. 
I don't know that. I was maybe going to talk about the biremes or the triremes. Oh, is this or the uh, paparellas? Multiple or the masks? Trion contenders. All right, we'll go. The penta we'll go. contenders. Explore but the, but the that monoxylene, idea. The monoxylon. Monoxylon, a.k.a. dugout canoe. I mean, the dugout, with a lot of those boats, right, they stayed close to shore for the most part. Um, because they weren't very, like, they couldn't maneuver them too well, and they weren't all that buoyant, let's face it. If you got some water in there, like, you had a problem. Yeah. Well, and they didn't necessarily have navigational. I mean, a dugout canoe, right? It's a canoe. Even today, a canoe. You're not going to take a canoe on a, you know, like across the ocean or across a sea. And let's face it, back in ancient Greek times and Phoenician times, we need to get into the Phoenician business eventually. But yeah. like, you didn't need to go out into the sea. Like, what's out there? You need to stay close to the shore and, right. like, grab some snail shells, crush them up, make some purple dye, and then go sell it. Like, that was one of the main, like, trade commodities that you had. It's like if you went and found these snail shells that you could crush up and make purple, like the color purple was coveted. And one of the reasons why... They were big fans of Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. Well, no, not really. Come on. It's not the actors and actresses. It's the director. It's Spielberg. They were fans of Spielberg and they wanted... The Mexican Spielberg. Senora (laughs) Spielbergo. Spielbergita. You couldn't find the color purple, Goldberg or otherwise, in nature easily. Right. So it's kind of like having gold or diamonds, as our buddy would be wont to say. Yeah. But they found a way to make the color purple and make a dye out of it by finding these snails that if you crushed their shells up, if you, like, killed a lot of animals... You could have, like, a purple dye. And then, like, all of a sudden royalty were the only ones that had purple. And that is a direct result of being able to sail around, find these snails, and then trade that shit back to, like... And it all starts in, like, the Middle East, like, Lebanon, Israel, Syria, all in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the Phoenicians were the first and... I only know this because my daughter, you might know her, her name is Jules, and I were studying her history shit. And it was the ancient Chinese and the River Valley and the Phoenicians and the Hebrews. And there's a lot of overlap there. So it's very fortunate that I was talking about that last night with her because the Phoenicians actually predate the ancient Greeks as far as like epic sailing technology goes. I hope. I don't know. I only know Greek nautical technology. Well, you did. I don't know any context of any other antiquity culture technology. Well, the Phoenicians are like they're way back there. Yeah, like four thousand BE BC. Sorry, but there's a lot of different little preferred nomenclatures that they have now. BC Phoenicians. That invented the uh, alphabet or the concept of a phonetic alphabet, not our alphabet per se. This is the thing because that's what it sounds like. Phonetic, right? Because it's Phoenician, right? That was one of their major contributions to like human beings and their technology. The other 
great technology was they were the first like epic sailing culture. Mm-hmm. There's also Brad the Neanderthals had okay. sailing technology. Did you know this? Forty five fucking thousand years ago. I'm not. I'm not sure Tell how many millennia, millennia that is ago, but at least four millennia. Maybe more than that. Maybe eight millennia. How many millennia is forty five thousand years? Forty five millennia. Oh, that's easy to do. Yes. Well, so it's like, how did? So tell me more about their sailing technology. Well, this is the thing. This is why I say, like, that's why the Phoenicians were so awesome and why we wanted to do this podcast about ancient Greek nautical technology is because the Neanderthals sailing technology wasn't even sailing. It was just these dugouts. Right. You know, here's a big sailing. We mean, we're talking about aquatic nautical travel. Right. Sailing is kind of too specific. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should definitely put a stop to that that nomenclature. But yeah, just like cut a tree down, cut out like a twelve foot, you know, like a six meter long portion of it, and then just like I don't even know what they would use, like a slightly sharpened chunk of obsidian, and then dig out the interior of it so that it's kind of hollow, mm-hmm. and then you go like floating around all awkwardly. Out yeah. on the waters, which is why they wanted to stay really close to the shore because it could tip over at any time and you had to be able to, like, swim back to land. You right. would never want to go, like, miles and miles out there in this thing. But you could take it out there and, like, you know, some of the things they would do is hunt fish or they would, like, hollow out a bunch of this sh- these shits and, like, take them out and, like, kind of corral some whales, like baleen or like smaller whales and just like make crazy noises and like shoot arrows down into the water just to scare them into like shallower waters. I like doubt pilot the whales had arrows. Well, maybe man. they did. They had spears, which is probably enough. I don't know. Is it so far fetched to assume that like, they were able to take a spear and like project it a little faster. Is that so much of a technological advancement? I mean, they may have used the atlatl if we want to really get into this. Well, let me be specific about pilot whales, belugas, and narwhals like smaller whales, but they would like right. surround them, make like a little semicircle on like a bay or an inlet and like make lots of noise, whether it's with arrows or batlatls. Drive them into shallower water and beach them, and then they could drag them in, kill them, and eat their blubber. And I think like 45,000 years ago is about the best we can do for the origins of like quote-unquote sailing, but we'll t- we'll just call it maritime history. How's that? What's this uh, adder pan that you were talking about? Oh, the atlatl. What's that thing? This is a weird thing that comes up. I feel like I search, search, search it, except I don't even know. Yeah, that is exactly how you spell it. A-T-L-A-T-L, an atlatl. A- Wait, A-T-L-E-T-L? A-T-L-A-T-L. L-A-T-L. It's a weird that- fucking word. Atlatl. Okay, that is a weird word. I don't know where the, exactly the word comes from, but in essence, it's a way... Um, 
I can't even, I'll try to describe it, right? You have a spear. Imagine you have like a, a little, fuck, I don't even know how to describe this. So imagine ha- holding like a ruler, like a foot-long ruler in your hand, and then kind of flicking it forward with your wrist, right? Not letting go of it, just flicking it forward, right? Okay, okay. Then imagine you have a spear. I feel like most of my youth was spent like flicking rulers forward with my hand, but not yes. letting go. And now, now imagine you have like a spear at the end of that. Okay. Like, or let's say there's a hole in the ruler and you put a spear in that, right? So like, even though the ruler is behind you, like facing backwards, the yeah. spear is f- facing forward. What? Now you flick that ruler and it sends the spear flying forward end over end a little bit not end over end apparently if you did this right and it's a special skill you could throw that spear with incredible precision and velocity that you could not do like just by throwing it like with your hand fuck are you talking how would it go end over end this was their thing well it's the way it was designed like i'm not probably like the way the hole was shaped and the way the end of the spear was shaped with a little hook thing like they was designed to do that right it wasn't like just put a rod in a hole and throw it it must go end over end though um no it doesn't go end over if you if you point it back over your shoulder and the pointy end is facing towards your prey forward right towards your prey Mm -hmm. and then you flick it forward you flick the ruler forward not the spear well i I guess i'm unsure or uncertain how the spear relates to the ruler then because otherwise i'm just thinking like it flips end over end and that is like kind of like a golf swing where you get this momentum and the like the uh, fulcrum is down there like by your balled up fist and if it flips over that like it's going to create incredible velocity now keep in mind my description of this is like so laughably rudimentary imprecise, right <laughs> let's call it rudimentary let's yeah. call a spade a spade um, you know, while you're talking here, I'm trying to find a good video of someone throwing it, throwing one. Well, I would like to hear it, but I'm going to, you know, as we know, Wikipedia is never wrong, as Merlin Mann and John Roderick has taught us. But the early, you know, Neanderthals who had the dugout canoes, Wikipedia tells me that they use perhaps small non-lethal weapons such as arrows to drive whales onto shore. But they're not saying bow and arrow. They're just using arrows. Okay. Did I say bow and arrow? I mean, yes. They had, in essence, an Jesus, arrow dude. without the bow is just a tiny spear, right? Was I threatening castration here, Brad? I No, but we are going to split hairs. God damn it, man. Just noise, activity, small non-lethal weapons such as arrows. All right, are they throw? See, I would be more inclined to Brandon, believe your you fucking story. Arrow, I just imply Boom. there's a bow with it. Because otherwise, it's just a stick. <laughs> right. Well, it's just a it's spear. A it's a tiny stick. spear. Right. Ah, it's just a spear or a sharpened stick. It's not an arrow. Or maybe they're using this ruler technology that you had. But basically, what I think is they're like splashing the water to frighten them into shallower water. 
Right. Pilot whales, belugas, narwhals, you know. Oh, the poor narwhals. They got yeah, that. Yeah, I just feel uh, bad, but I don't know why. Because a blue whale is the largest creature that has ever lived on planet I don't know. They just Earth. seem like such harmless kind of things. I mean, I'm just saying what they seem like, right? Well, they don't eat other mammals ever. Right. Granted, so, yeah. They don't have much occasion to, I guess. But yeah, exactly. Well, no, they they don't. <laughs> they just don't. Except maybe a an orca, I guess, might. But yeah, they eat like the tiniest little critters. Just like it'd be the equivalent of us eating like the uh, like shit that comes off a dandelion if you shake it. And you just put your mouth there, and it just rolls into your mouth. And you just do that a million times a day. So it does seem pretty harmless. Mm-hmm. But fucking blue whale, Brad. So think about, like, the most gigantic dinosaur you could ever imagine, Jurassic Park style. Blue whale's bigger than that shit. Like, by far. And they're still cruising around. Isn't that fucked up? That is... It's nature's a fucking hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. Which so I just th- sent you a video. Oh boy! With a uh, little the 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 link starts the video at three minutes in, which is when this guy finally gets around to like uh, actually firing some projectiles. This video is at Atlatic at Lattle Basics. Um, and I've seen d- lots of different variations. This is kind of like I think a weird. He has this weird, more modern atlatl compared to what I've seen, where he has like little holes for his fingers. But uh, where'd you send me this? In the Skype chat. Really? Yeah. Oh, I see it. Okay. Shit. Oh boy, I'm not sure about this. What do Here you mean? we go. Well, I don't know. Is he gonna kill a blue whale? No, he's not gonna. He's just shooting, throwing at a target. So, but you'll oh. see what I'm talking about here. Well, no, the point is facing forward. That's what I said. You said it was facing backward. That was my big problem with it. No, I said the ruler part was. Oh, of course it was. Oh, okay. No, you said, I said facing toward the prey. You said facing toward the prey, and I said exactly. All right. Well, I misinterpreted that then. I was yeah. really having a problem with it. Of course, the, the point, the killing point, the kill, the kill point. Yeah. Faces towards the prey always, right? The ruler faces backwards, but you're like launching it by flicking your wrist because there's a fulcrum, which is your wrist lever. Yes, and it's force equals work times distance, so you're increasing your force because it like rotates around your wrist, which is the fulcrum. Bam! Right, and this is what like people like thirty five thousand years ago plus were using. This is how they did it. I would still use this today, man. Some people do. It's actually, I believe, um, strangely, it was just like I think in the last 10 years or something that um, Pennsylvania made it legal. Like you can actually like like, get like you can actually like use your hunting license. You can hunt with an atlatl. So it actually took them a long time to come around to the fact that like, cool, Guns are okay. Gunpowder, like indiscriminate, like just 
like squeeze your finger is cool, but like, all right, we got to really think about somebody who's going to launch a thing very specifically who has to train a long time to be able to do it right. That we got to think about. Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. Cool. I get it. It's a weird quirk of the United States Constitution that like guns are legal, but like, oh, a knife. We're going to like. Got to be careful about that shit. We're going to take that guy down. He has a knife. Well, I went into a government. Oh, you have an AK-47? Sure, just put that around your shoulder while you go into Walmart. That's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. But I went into a government building yesterday, and I had my multi-tool on my hip and my Swiss Army knife. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's like, I don't, like, we, we took an Uber there, so I didn't. Like, I couldn't, like, go back out to the car and put it away. I'm like, I'm going to, because we had to go through security and metal detectors and all that shit. It's like, well, we only have 30 minutes to get up there and get set up for a shoot. I don't want to, like, sacrifice my multi-tool and my Swiss Army knife that my wife got me on our first Valentine's Day together. You might know her. Her name's Leslie. So I, like, shove them down into one of the cases, one of the Pelican cases with all Mm. the stands and shit. And then they were just like, yep, looks good. And then we went upstairs. But if it was on my person, they probably would have been like, no, fuck no. Can't take that. Right. Even though it's just it's a tool, you know. But, like, was it just, like, in plain sight? No, I put it in the case. So they didn't, like, open the cases. They didn't. I kind of assumed they wouldn't open the case that I put it in. And I kind of put it underneath, like, there were a bunch of, like, light stands and shit. And I kind of put them in there. Like, see, my concern would be, yes, you'll probably get it through. But if they catch it in there... And then it seems like you're hiding it. And it's like, oh, you're trying to fucking smuggle weapons into here? No, I just put it in there. We need to go have a talk. That was my whole thing. I put it in with, like, the light stand, so it's like, no, I have to use this tool to assemble the stands. Okay. That's a lie, but, you know, that's what I would have said. I just need it for random shit. You never know what you're going to need it for. Right. You know? You got to cut some gaff tape. You got to screw a thing in. You got to... Who knows what? I use it every fucking day. Anyway, this atlatl is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, now, so, so, well, here, wait, bef- I sent you a little video, I think yesterday, that's very rem- reminiscent of this atlatl, and it makes use of, like, having this fulcrum and then a long thing that rotates around the fulcrum. Nature is scary. Oh, right, okay. That same principle is at work here. Kind of is, yeah. Kind. It's not kind of, it's exactly the same thing. You know, it's this killer whale, an orca. Like getting its tail up, like kind of under, what was it? A a sea lion, a seal, a seal, and then just flipping its tail up in the air, and it launches this fucking seal eighty feet in the air. I mean, it says eighty feet. Could it really be eighty feet? It looked like eighty feet, maybe sixty feet, but it was really high. But it was this high. Let's put it that way. It was up there. Do you think that seal? It didn't die when it hit but do you think it had a bad time it might well it may not have died instantly but i mean not instantly but it had a bad time the force to launch you that high probably took it out of you took it out of that seal then the force of gravity as it comes back down 
I mean, because it didn't come down like any kind of like a beautiful dive. No, it just hit. It just belly flopped down, flipping. But I think like the same principles at work here with this at lateral. Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, yeah, it's pretty much a lever principle, I guess. It's all it's all levers and inclined planes, Brad. My so here so at Laddell has come into my life a couple times. That's, <laughs> That's a weird interesting. Yeah, that is, but you didn't expect to say that today. So did you hear the word at Laddell before today? I want to ask. Listen, Brad, I haven't heard a lot of words like nay, n e e. I didn't hear that one until like three weeks ago, and all of a sudden I'm seeing it everywhere. I didn't hear the Maccabees, Brad. Do you know what the Maccabees is? Yeah, from the uh, from the uh, Hanukkah story, right? God damn it, man! You know I grew up Christian. Now I'll I, say this: I, did I never not heard hear... the Maccabees until yesterday. Well, I'll say this: I did not hear about the Maccabees. <laughs> this is. Because I didn't really understand. The, I'm really glad we're talking about ancient Greek nautical uh, right. technology. Go well, ahead. You, you didn't know, the hear Maccabees, about the. At least we're talking okay. about, you know, we're talking about antiquity at least, which <laughs> yeah. I think is really the whole. Anyway. Go, go ahead. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't hear about the Maccabees maybe till I was like in college. And it was related to the Rugrats Hanukkah special. So. <laughs> A Macca baby's got to do what a Macca baby's got to do. So weren't you like borderline Catholic growing up? I mean, I was. Because apparently the Maccabees is a very like Catholic book or two to include into the Bible. Oh, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I didn't know it was in the Bible. Yeah, it's books in the Bible, but it's a very fucking Catholic thing to do. I never heard of them until, and like, I grew up like being smashed in the face with the Bible my entire life, but apparently it was a very like narrow interpretation of what the Bible actually means. And I knew like that the Council of Nicaea like decided, okay, these are the books that go in, these, no, fuck these books, like, which is a very human, like, error prone thing. Or way to decide what goes in and what doesn't if you're going to say, like, it's all the word of God. But, like, whatever. So I knew the Gospel of Thomas. Like, there was shit that wasn't included. But the Maccabees, never heard of it. Right. It's crazy. So. Yeah, I'm dying. Maccabees, it says here. Oh, it is. Look at that. And there's two books. First Maccabees. He's in Second Maccabees, I think they are, and they are included. It's considered Old Testament scripture by the right. Catholic <laughs> right. Church. Never heard of it till like yesterday. Well, it's considered apocryphal. Yeah, it's um, part of the apocrypha. It's like in you. in the um, in the different Protestant religions. <laughs> not Methodist. Never heard of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's apocryphal, meaning it's not part of the canon. It's not considered actually part of the Bible. But there's other parts of the Apocrypha that aren't – I don't know if Apocrypha is the right way to refer to that – that are included though. Really? I think so. I mean I think by definition if it's Apocryphal, it's not part of the Bible. It's just other books kind of from the same time that seem like they're part of the Bible that maybe could have been included if someone made a different call. But no. Maybe. I guess. But, um, you know, but again as a like – 
if you were to be a scholar of the it's Bible, inc- but it's included and, and in Methodist, like, you may look at certain apocrypha just to understand Bibles. Some Bibles. Some Bibles say, but I have uh, it on very good authority. My sources say that the apocrypha only happens in some Bibles. Okay. Well, I guess it all depends also on how you define Bible, right? There's tons of different Bibles. Like, I guess what I mean is like, like you, like a Bible in the sense of it's a physical book you could buy, right? Like you go to the store and say, I'm going to buy this Bible. You got King James, you got it New International, say, okay, you got here's New the International Bible. Standard, you got New American Standard. Right. There's tons of shit. But like it might say, okay, here's the Bible. Just like you might buy a Bible and it might have like, okay, here's the actual Bible. Now here is like writing to kind of explain what all of this shit means. That's just as long as the actual Bible, right? So you get a book that's like super thick, but only half of it's the Bible Bible. The rest of it is just people wrote this like this year to kind of give a scholarly interpretation of it. You know, it's so weird. So you may is, include though, as part of that scholarship, like here's some apocryphal books. So it may be included in like editions or printings of something you might call a Bible, but it's not like the Bible, 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 right? I understand. What's Good. fucking weird is Ecclesiasticus is not to be confused with Ecclesiastes. Oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Well, what's weird is also is given this book, One Maccabees, it says in modern day Judaism, the book is often of great historical interest, but has no official religious status. It's because they exiled that dude because one of the brothers was responsible for the second destruction of the temple. Like, the holy temple got destroyed. The Roman Empire came in and fucking destroyed the temple. The holy of holy. It's in there. It's like their most sacred land. It's it's the fucking Mecca of Judaism, right? Mm-hmm. Romans came in, sacked that shit, just poof, destroyed it. I don't know how long it took. Hundreds of years, probably. They rebuilt it. All epic and awesome. And then one of these Maccabees fucks, one of the brothers, like got in a fight with his other brother and wanted to seize power and kind of went all uh, Game of Thrones style with the Romans and like kind of let them in. It's like, go ahead, fuck it up. And they came in and destroyed it again. (laughs) And then so later on when they were deciding what went in, I guess they said, you know what, fuck you because – you know, that dude was an asshole, so it didn't go in the Bible. <laughs> and now, meanwhile, this is like the texts that people base their lives off of and their entire worldview off of. But it's just because one dude was a dick and like, whatever, there could have been some good shit in there. But, you know, we never read it because we weren't fucking Catholic. Right. Could have been some awesome shit. <laughs> What does this have to do with ancient Greek nautical technology? Well, you know, so we're an an hour and we're almost an hour and a half into this. Are are you saying that you're you don't have anything else to say about? No, I have tons to say. What I'm saying is I have so much to say. We may have to save it for a second episode of ancient Greek nautical technology. I agree. I have like 18 tabs open with shit I want to tell you, but I just wish that there was some way like. 
if only we'd have like some word that referenced like nautical shit that we could use to like close out well look a podcast i'm hoping at the end of all of this examination of ancient greek nautical technology yeah we need to discover if we can praise the greeks for the invention of the poop deck (laughs) 